Could Ryan Leonard be ready sooner than later? Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to go over to YouTube and subscribe to Locked On Capitals and comment anything down below. In today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Alexiev. This was supposed to be the season of Alex Alexiev, and then Joel Edmondson came. What does that mean for those two? Then later in the show, we will talk about Ryan Leonard, who was drafted this last season here, or this uh, last month, rather. And what ultimately is the trajectory for him? When can we expect to see him on the big team, we'll talk about that, but just to get it going here, there are some intriguing names that are out there swirling. You know, would they be a good fit on the Capitals? Where are they ultimately going to fit? And one name that has been circulating out there is Matt Dumba. In all clarity here, I am recording this in July, so a lot could change between now and the start of the season or ultimately when this program airs. But for right now, Matt Dumba is an intriguing name, and would he be a good fit for the Capitals, a defenseman? Uh, there's not a lot of room on the blue line for the Capitals, so I ultimately don't know how it would work, but Matt Dumba is an intriguing name and a dynamic defenseman. I think the Capitals would have a hard time, you know, saying no if the opportunity presented itself. And this, of course, emanates where a lot of different things emanate from. They emanate, emanated from the 32 Thoughts podcast. And, you know, would Matt Dumba be a good fit on the Capitals? Friedman said, Washington is one of the teams that has kind of let it be known that they are prepared to make a move in their top six. And it's a hockey trade. They're not looking for a salary dump. Now it's not going to be Tom Wilson because a lot of times people were speculating that, you know, potentially Tom Wilson could get, could get moved. And why? Because he retains a great value. Uh, the free agency frenzy is done and over with. However, there are still names on the open market. The groundwork has been laid by every GM, but there is still more to do. NHL rumors are flying around like clockwork. Today, we're talking about the caps, of course, and, and what that means for the big team and how different it's going to look. If there's one word to describe the salary cap has done for managers, it's frustrating. It is. There was not a lot of flux flexibility for the caps uh, during free agency. That is why they only selected Max Pacioretty and Joel Edmondson. And I think they wanted to do more. I think a lot of teams wanted to do more. There was just not a lot of flexibility. Um, and ultimately, I think the patch ready thing was a good thing. Two million guaranteed, two million more with an incentives. Six times in his career scored 30 goals, XX Edmondson, 50% salary retention by the Habs. Good moves, solid moves, but there could be more. And I still think the Capitals need to do more if they want to be competitive in the Metro division, they've made some good moves. Are they enough to be amongst the best of the best? 
I still think there's some more work that needs to be done to create space. The team would need to move a hefty contract with only roughly 800000 to work with. Doing that would be a huge thing for the club. Tom Wilson is an obvious candidate, but the club may want to keep him bond beyond his season. And I just I would be most surprised at this point <laughs> if Brian McClellan moved Tom Wilson, despite the daggers that he shot at all the Caps beat writers when they brought it up. I believe it was Tarek Al-Bashir. Uh, had a very serious look in his face. And, you know, players that used to play with uh, Brian McClellan in his playing days said, you don't want to see that face from him because <laughs> he's serious. And he's, you know, when he gets mad, he can be a guy to be reckoned with. So with all that knowledge being known, I would be pretty surprised if they moved on from Tom Wilson. I, I don't think it's the case. I've never wanted it. I just think to do my due diligence for the show, I have to talk about the things that are being said about what I revere as the future captain. Two players that come to mind are Kuzi and Mantha. Mantha has one year left on his current deal, and Kuzi has two. Furthermore, they both carry cap hits north of $5 million. Moving players such as these two will not be easy. Kuzi had a strong season with 12 goals and 55 points, but we know he's hot and cold two seasons ago. He rounded out the top three with Tom Wilson and Alex Ovechkin, respectively. In addition, his 43 assists were the most of any capital player on a contending team. He slots in nicely down the middle. However, he does have problems with his contract, and we know that he he said that he wants out of D.C., even though we've heard people say that he's kind of rebutted it, but then Mike Vogel said, yes, he in fact did say it. Mantha had 27 points this season. It leaves much to be desired, but a change of scenery can get his game going. I'm not... Totally on, you know, uh, jumping on Anthony Mantha. I could see that if there was an upgrade wanting to move him, of course, but he is a player that has had a history of playing well. Could they, you know, find that history within Anthony Mantha again? I still think that if they cannot get a good return on him, that they try to get a good look with Anthony Mantha under Spencer Carberry in the new coaching system. I think it's worthwhile uh, because sometimes you see teams get desperate and they move players just to move players because there's a bad stink in the locker room when they're around. And uh, Anthony Mantha, I guess, would be one of those guys that there's a bit of stink around him that some people say that, you know, he's damaged goods and, you know, his best days are behind him. I don't know if that's all necessarily true. I think he had a rough goal of it last year, but I think that it's worth another go around. He has one year left on his deal. Um, so unless there's going to be an upgrade, and let's face it, you're not going to get much of an upgrade with Anthony Mantha. Unless you bundle him together in some sort of deal uh, where you send him out of town, you know, with a prospect or another player. But Anthony Mantha in and of himself is not going to fetch a major return. So I think they should hold on to him. So what ultimately does this mean for Dumba? Uh, plenty of key players have found new homes. For themselves, one player that still remains on the market is Matt Dumba. The latest NHL rumors swirl around his next destination. Two teams have been mentioned as potential landing spots for the veteran defenseman. Those are the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Arizona Coyotes, but also rumblings from the Washington Capitals. The Maple Leafs had discussions about signing him. However, they are well over the salary cap and have to make moves to be compliant. Adding defenseman Matt Dumba could help boost their end. Uh, where would he fit in with the Capitals? Of course, um, you know, again, there's not a lot of positions available for the Capitals on the blue line in particular, as most of the blue liners are under contract and it seems like all the spots are spoken for. So, but if you could get a great, if you could find a way to maneuver something, say you were able to get Mantha and package him in a deal with a prospect or a roster player and move him out of town to get Matt Dumba give me the piece of paper. I'll sign off on it myself. But uh, a long shot suffices to say 
and a lot can change, you know, by, by between the time that I record this and the time that it airs, uh, usually just in all transparency in the off season, I usually try to record uh, about three or four days in advance, just so I can kind of take advantage of the summer a little bit here. But my pledge always to you is that if there's big breaking news, I will always stop what I'm doing and record a new episode. But in these what I call the dog days of the summer for the NHL, sometimes it's easier to kind of do those in advance a little bit. So that is why I'm talking about pontificating about what could, what should, what would be, what would make this Capitals team better. And uh, there are some moves that I think need to be made. I still think they need to make moves for scoring. But Matt Dumba, a defenseman, uh, has played a solid career. Again, it's it's not going to be an easy thing to do. And it seems like there's some other teams that are also vying for his services as well. But it's one of the fun things to talk about in the offseason, isn't it? You know, these big intriguing names like I've talked about, Nylander and other players. Wouldn't it be funny if the Caps could land someone like a Matt Dumba? All right, so coming up here, we will talk about Ryan Leonard. And, you know, people said, well, he is a he's a guy that's going to be good, you know, maybe two, three years from now. But is it possible he could be ready sooner or later? We'll talk about that straight ahead. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet about in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, that's 200 You can bet on betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus... When you win, you get paid instantly. It doesn't get any better than instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube, as I have a lot of great guests lined up for you this summer. Not to mention that training camp isn't too far away, and I will have you guys covered every step of the way, including next season. All right, in this next segment here, we are going to talk about Ryan Leonard, as we know, uh, in this year's draft, they selected him eighth overall in the first round. What does it mean for the Capitals? People thought, you know, he looks good on paper, but how is that going to translate? And then he went to camp there with some of the other younger players, and everyone was talking about how his shot is he's got a hot his shot is hard, his shot is accurate, and his shot is elite. Those are things that are being mentioned, not by me, but some of the players and some of the coaches are there. Is it possible? that he could be ready to help this Caps team sooner than later. We know it's not going to be next season, as he already committed to playing with Boston College in the fall, but there is the possibility of the season after. So I think that, you know, taking the Caps and looking what, what position that they're in right now, we know change is afoot. We see it on the horizon. We see three years from now, Alex Ovechkin hanging up the skates, you know, at that time, passing Gretzky and all that. And then the next wave of Capitals players, and it is my assessment that Leonard will be a part of that. The Caps 2023 first-round pick, Ryan Leonard, was described in a pre-draft feature by The Athletic as a bulldog 
and compare Tom Wilson by analysis during ESPN's draft night. This man has muscles in his face. He's mean, said one analyst, and, you know, kind of one question a little bit more. He says, you know, I, I like Tom Wilson, but I like to look more after Kachuk. I also like to look after Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, we know a couple of years ago, how it had 60 goals. Could you imagine if Ryan Leonard was able to score 60 goal, goals the mind wobbles. It definitely does. But it is an interesting thing to think about. And like I said, everyone was talking about his shot. They said it's elite. Defense prospect Ryan Chesley said, matter of factly, during Cap's defense, uh, Capitals development camp. And Chesley's a guy that's been there, done that. He's played hockey for some time. Um, so just taking a look at what makes it so, uh, so special is that one of the goalies said that he actually broke my glove. That is a lethal hard shot and accurate it's like a laser beam, you know, going right in there. And he has that eighth overall. Let's see what he has. Goaltender Chase Clark said in his own mic'd up video as he squared up to try and stop the young forward. Seconds later, he broke my glove already. So Chase Clark's uh, stepping up and saying, you know, kind of just in the moment, kind of like, come on, let's see what this guy has. Well, he showed what he had. And uh, if he can get that, you know, when his time comes for the Capitals, Again, and I keep talking about that in this show, and if you're an everyday or you know what I'm talking about, is it's not, you know, maybe next season. We don't know about next season, but the future, however, with the likes of Leonard and Kristal and Mirschmashenko, McMichael, LaPierre, etc., this team is going to be impressive. This guy has a heater on him. The Caps 2021 sixth round draft pick says he's, he struggles to make saves. How is this kid an 05, these USA National Development Program kids? For being only 18, he's probably got one of the hardest shots out there. And that is quite the accolade. That's quite uh, an assessment to be made, um, you know, from a goalie. You know, they've they've taken a lot of hard shots. They know what it's like. He just formed my gloved on his first shot, Clark said, laughing in response to the clip. It's definitely one of the hardest shots I've ever faced. The way Ryan shoots makes it look hard to track the puck and how his release is and how he changes the angle and I've never been a goalie, but I can imagine that's difficult that, you know, even if you take a look at release points on pitchers, it's kind of the same thing there is that if it comes at an, uh, an angle that you weren't expecting or maybe a more traditional release, sometimes it's harder to anticipate. It's tough, Chesley said, a former USN TVP teammate of Leonard said he has the kind of release where he can release it anywhere and it's tough to fend. It's an NHL ready shot. Let me go over that again. An NHL-ready shot. Now, again, we know, as a matter of factly, that it is not going to be next season. However, I do think that there is the distinct possibility that uh, he could be ready for the team in the following year. Leonard is coming off a season where he scored 51 goals in 57 games for the U18 national team. His 94 points were the third most on the team. Leonard also chipped in 20 points, 11 goals, 9 assists in 17 USHL games. This piece in RMNB. So again, that is what I'm talking about, is the future of this team. And you have this great goal score um, and just a hard shot. And, you know, one of the things that I talked about before is practice and perseverance. He got that great shot by practicing with his brother down in the basement. You know, they're knocking holes in the drywall and knocking pictures off the wall and, and stuff like that, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, like I talked about in another podcast is those things that children do, young hockey players, you know, the parents are going down there. What are you guys doing down there? You're breaking stuff. 
Little did they know that uh, those two brothers would have futures in the NHL and subsequently can probably buy their parents a new house if they really wanted to. So um, if you are a kid and you're going at it, pay, just keep going, doing what you're doing. If you have that natural talent, good things will follow. Um, and you have to, again, you have to have that raw talent. That's one of the things to consider. But when you take a look at Leonard, when you take a look at Crystal, when you take a look at a lot of these young players that were selected in this draft and previous year's drafts, the Caps are in a good position. And I think that Ryan Leonard, if, you know, let's see how he does this next season. And if he continues to play well at that level, let's see if he's ready for more. Let's see if he's open to the possibility of bigger and better things. I, you got to think that he kind of would be. Uh, sometimes these guys, you know, they're like, well, I want to finish college. I know that you want me right now, but I want to finish college. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what his path will end up being. But as a Caps fan, I am super excited about what the future entails with Ryan Leonard as a part of it. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about Joel Edmondson, one of the players that was signed during free agency, a rugged defenseman, like six foot five, 220 pounds. Did he end up taking the spot of Alex Alexiev? I thought this was going to be the year for Alex Alexiev. Will that ultimately be the case? I'll talk about it straight ahead. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in this next segment here, we are going to talk about the Caps blue line. As I talked about, you know, Martin Faravari got his extension. Uh, we talked about Van, Van Riemsdyk got his deal done and Jensen. And the blue line seems like is for the most part spoken for. We thought that maybe this year was going to be the year for Alexia. But what is one of the things we know? Before I go down, you know, in a rabbit hole and start going off on some, you know, tirade here, I'm going to say that, you know, the Caps blue line did face quite a bit of injury last season. And it was from the likes of Gustafson who really stepped up and proved his worth that the Capitals did better than they, they could have done. So I think that at the end of the day, there is still the possibility that this could be the season for Alexia. I think that Edmondson has a, an advantage of him over him, of course, just based on his history. But there are some question marks that surround Edmondson as well. Back issues, most notably. So what does that mean for him? I, I think that, you know, what I, everything that I've heard is that those back issues are in the rearview mirror, that he is past those things and uh, that the arrow is pointing up. So Alexiev, uh, you know, again, we talked about that it was going to be his year. It was my belief that it was going to be his year, but now things seem to be a little bit different. One player that has the potential to make a big step, like I talked about, was Alex Alexiev. The 23-year-old blue liner has played 32 games this past season, due in large part to the injury bug that plagued the Capitals. Washington signed the Russian defenseman to a two-year one-way contract extension in the offseason. So barring a trade or waiver, he will be with the big club all season. But my big problem, the biggest problem that I have is that is he going to be the seventh defenseman? Nothing will stunt or stymie the growth of a young player and kind of just their will to do great things than watching the game from up in the press box, being a healthy scratch night in and night out. Those are the difficult things. I know that there's a chance that they could kind of rotate those players through. I hope that's the case. The six foot four defenseman was utilized heavily after the trade deadline from March 1st till the end of the season. 
Alexiev had three assists and was a plus uh, one. However, former head coach Peter Laviolette used him sporadically in a lot of on-the-fly shifts. And, you know, an interesting thing was said by a former cap, Dmitry Orloff, and he was, you know, felt the ability to speak candidly after he left, is that he was surprised that Alexiev um, was, uh, Alexiev didn't get more playing time and that Irwin actually had what well, you know got had more shifts than he did why was that why did Nat Irwin get more opportunity over Alex Alexiev I think it has a lot to do with the uh, philosophy and the mindset of Peter Laviolette but you know Monday morning quarterbacking and hindsight in 2020 all that kind of stuff I think the Caps would have been better off going with Alexiev over Irwin in certain situations again we cannot revi- you know rewrite history we cannot be revisionists here but that is what it's going to be. I think that Alexiev is going to have to have a fire in his belly to say, I know that they signed Joel Edmondson, but I am going to prove to everyone why I belong, why I am going to be, you know, you know, in the top six, right? And uh, it's going to be a tough thing. And, you know, there could be injuries that take place between now and the start of the season. There's sometimes injuries that take place in camp. And Lord knows I do not want injuries, but I was really hoping that this could be the season for Alexiev and Ultimately, it could be as well. Alexiev's best pairing was with TVR in 25 games. The duo created 17 high-danger scoring chances and had an XGF of 4.18. That should be the pair moving forward if Alexiev's name is called upon this piece in Nova Caps here. So I think that it is possible, but I think the waters have been muddied, if you will, given the fact that Joel Edmondson is here. Um, and you know, I think that the Caps blue line was in a good position before, uh, John Carlson took that puck off the melon and missed a substantial amount of time. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how everything kind of takes place right now. The Capitals defensive core has a mix of veterans and youth right side features Carlson Jensen and TVR. The left side is youthful side with, which features 23 year olds, Alexia Faravari and Rasmus Sandin. Sandine, I'm also excited to see what he is going to be able to do during the span of an entire season. The acquisition of the 30-year-old rear guard, Joel Edmondson, will help bring sturdiness and physicality to the left side. Um, again, that's the tough part is who is in, who is out. Um, I guess, you know, it's it's like I said, the NHL, like a lot of other major sports, it is a sport of what have you done for me lately. Whoever plays the best on a particular night is going to be the one that is uh, is going to play. And, you know, that's going to be based on previous games. So if you are playing poorly, then don't think that you are going to continue to get a lot of ice time because you are this person, you know, well, don't you know who I am? No, it's all about what have you done for me lately? And I think that if Alexiev, you know, plays so well in camp, he will prove to everyone why he deserves that. And, uh, the, you know, the one thing I'm going to say is they should look at it as depth at the end of the day. Um, because uh, there there are injuries. And I know that, you know, this team was ravished by injuries last year, but there's going to be injuries every single year. It is a physical sport. So that, you know, ability to have depth is paramount because oftentimes what happens with teams is they don't plan for failure. And uh, when you don't plan for failure, then what happens is you're like, well, maybe I got someone down in my AHL affiliate, or maybe I can check the waiver wire or something. And then you're left scrambling for a, you know, I hate to, you know, I don't want to use a pejorative term, but you're, you're going to, you're looking for something less than you actually should use. Uh, so I think that, you know, if you want to take a look at Joel Edmondson or Alex Alexiev, uh, this is how I'm choosing to look at this glass is half full, then half empty. Then that is how I'm going to look at it is depth. 
That is what we're talking about. So in the unforeseen circumstance that Alexiev gets injured, you have Edmondson or vice versa or any of the other blue line. Um, because this is an aging core, the second oldest team roster-wise in the NHL. And you're more prone to being injured the older that you get that we need that depth going forward next season. If this team has any big goals for doing great things, and of course they do, it is the NHL, and the Capitals have a long pedigree of doing great things. So I'm excited about how it all shakes out, and I think that a lot will be determined in camp, of course. Of course, keep it locked to Locked On Capital so you know everything that's going on along the way. But I think that, you know, you're going to start to see these changes slowly take shape. They're not going to happen overnight. We always hear younger. We hear faster. It's going to happen, but it's probably not going to happen next year or the year after. It's going to be that really big change once Ovechkin hangs up the skates. But you will start to see small changes, just like Faravari finally found his spot. Uh, could this be the season for McMichael or Alex Alexia? Uh, those guys are going to have to prove their worth. They're not going to be able to get those jobs just because they're the young team and they want to go in a young direction. If it's a veteran that's playing better than the young guy, then he's getting getting the sweater and vice versa. So it is, what have you done for me lately? And I think that it is going to be exciting to see how it all unfolds. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals, Commanders, and Wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.